rest is uh, to adjust your posture. into sliding it's like shifting gears from the doing from the talking moving around to being Uh, this is the this this is the art, uh, the art of letting go to letting go of control, letting go of fixing, letting go of manipulating, and to explore what happens through love. The awareness turns into the loving gaze turns into the loving gaze of uh, Jesus or the Dalai Lama or your grandfather. So a loving gaze of the father-mother where you feel utterly welcomed. exactly as you are. So that loving gaze, maybe those of you who have children can easily connect with that. You know, the way you look at your children on a good day, on a good evening, full of love, full of full of appreciation of their beauty and their uniqueness and so much care and softness in your heart. So that is a loving gaze. Utterly non-violent. That loving gaze is in you, of course. You have it there in the evening when you look at your children. So it's in you. You deserve to be looked at that as well. to the top of your head. 
is supporting you. So even the breath carries that loving gaze, that loving touch. And then it carries the loving touch into your whole body, from the toes to the top of your head. This is the ultimate medicine. share and uh, explore the difference between uh, being the loving gaze and being attached to the drama the loving gaze of Tara, the loving gaze of Jesus, <coughs> your loving gaze. absolutely deserve to be looked upon like that as everyone else
nothing to do, nothing to understand, nowhere to go, just this. returning dropping back into the body discomfort arises or something difficult for you what we explore here is what happens if you say yes and you create some space for the energy to move to open your eyes and look around. Another way is to listen to the stillness, to broaden your awareness. 
is to recognize the insubstantiality, the transient nature of your experience. There's always space that needs to be discovered. There's space for you. There's always space for you. There's always space for your feelings. yourself be meditated.
break, uh, someone asked me about how to how to relate to, to discomfort, how to how to relate to a sense <coughs> of uh, feeling really uncomfortable with yourself. That's a good question. It's really a journey to live into that answer. Not to find the answer, but to live into that answer. And uh, nothing works like this, and nothing works always. So it's not like someone can give you the answer and then you think, oh, that's it. Now I will do that for the rest of my life. So it's really, that is the journey. The journey of... uh, The journey of... uh, exploring wow how can i be with how can i live how can i be with that with this what we share how can i be with that in a more loving way and it's not like this this is like the journey we do we we are together fortunately we are not alone on that journey how can I relate to this in a more loving way? To this. Shit, also to this. No, 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 not to this. There needs to be a solution for this. Yes, or to this, to this also. Exactly what is on your plate. I'm glad that's not on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, you don't want to have on your plate what I have on my plate. So. <laughs> How can I relate to that in a more loving way? I think that's why we're here, in general. I I just told you the meaning of your life, but (laughs) (laughs) it's stupid. But I have a sense that uh, that's a big part of our journey. How, How can I relate to this in a more loving way? Anxiety, depression, brokenheartedness. Joy, it's not only, you know, we are also way bad with joy and bliss and beauty and that's also difficult. How can I, how can you relate uh, uh, more loving to that? More spacious, more free, more sharing, more generous. So that's, uh, yeah. It's, and of course I don't have the answer, it's like a journey of different, you know, it's like a dance with that question. But, but it's, it's, al- it's, already, it's such a profound question because when, once you have started to ask that question, wow, because then you stop to ask the question, how can I get rid of this? So your life completely changes. So instead of asking, how can I get rid of this? I don't like it. And how can I get more of that in a safe way? So instead you ask, how can I relate to this in a more loving way? 
how can I relate to this so I grow as a, as a human being so that how, how can I relate to this so I become bigger because if you want to get rid of something you become smaller and, and you and you and you add to this difficulty you add to that difficulty suffering because you resist so it's so easy to talk about this I really like to talk about this and it's <laughs> it sucks to to uh, to practice it because we have pills why don't I just take a pill why don't I just drink a card's bag So the work we, we you do in meditation is really counter instinctual. So your instinct says run, suppress, numb out, get rid of it, cut it out. And that is war, that is suffering. That's actually what the Buddha said is suffering. So the suffering you know, suffering is is something which you cre- that what we that we create through the way we relate to our experience. That's what's in the Buddhist view suffering is. Yeah, but it's so hard to you know to stop to run and to lean into the sharp edges of life and to touch what you don't want to touch. And uh, I think it's it's like uh, no, uh, you need to comp- you need to be reminded again, and I need to be reminded again and again. That's why I'm sitting here and talk about it because I really want to learn that. And it's There's a verse by um, by Machik Labtern, a Tibetan yogini, uh, and she said, uh, who lived in the 12th century, she, she said, go to the places which scare you. Touch what you're afraid to be to touch. Approach the repulsive. Help the people you think you can't help. So, relating to discomfort is, you know, it's actually, you know, this kind of question of course come often, like particularly when I lead retreats. So people come, they want to talk with me. And I already know when someone asks me, oh, can I talk with you? 
I already have I, I already know that most of the time what people want to talk about is how to get rid about something. So it's like, okay, how can I you know there's discomfort, there's sleepiness, there's uh, there's this and that and that and but, but what is behind the question is a sense oh meditation must be a tool to get rid of it and then people are starting to be really disappointed <laughs> that it, it's not about getting rid And it's it's hard to accept that, because of course there is when we start to be when we start to do therapy or we start to do meditation or any kind of inner work, there's a sense, wow, finally, I, this must be the way to get rid of who I am. <laughs> How can I, yeah, I, to get rid of who I am because you know. It's uncomfortable to be myself. <laughs> and then you slowly, slowly discover, no, you are here to be yourself. And you do a, a perfect job. Nobody else can do it. You do a perfect job in being yourself. So I, I always say the same, but but still, in the, uh, but still, of course, it's it's important to talk and to uh, maybe get some 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 help or some some yeah, some support in or some encouragement in in uh, in being with the discomfort, being with yourself. becoming more easygoing and this is of course the life's journey we, and that's we don't need to rush we have all the time we need at least from the Buddhist view what you are not uh, loving this this life it will come back next life next opportunity so there's no no pressure no rush Uh, there's one thing maybe I, I I like to increase awareness of in meditation. It's something new. I mean a word, a new word. I just discovered in recently, which I found helpful. It's from Trungpa Rinpoche. And he talks about subconscious gossip. Subconscious gossip. So, a part of a possible mindfulness practice is when you are with discomfort, when you are with, with pain, when you are with anxiety, uh, sadness, uh, uh, to become aware of what he calls the subconscious gossip. So. 
The subconscious gossip is his word for mm, the way you, the stories you tell about the, the, the gossip which is happening around the experience. For example, uh, so you you felt you feel anxiety, and then the subconscious gossip like it's it's you know it's like in that realm between being conscious of it and not really but that subconscious gossip is saying things like this is horrible i shouldn't feel like this now i i teach meditation i should over i should be over it how i'm going to teach meditation if i feel like this what will people think if they notice that i still am anxious yeah so that's i mean that's was an example of my subconscious gossip so to become aware of that in meditation so there's discomfort yeah there's there's sensations of discomfort but then how you know this gossip the subconscious gossip makes it worse and worse and worse we put like layer and layer of interpretation upon an experience which is a bit difficult to be with <coughs> yeah but it's not i mean no, my anxiety, anxiety, is some tension in my belly. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah, but it's not, you know, I mean, it does not kill me. It does not even harm me. It, it's not even poisoning. It's just, yeah. It's in the solar plexus is here. But what makes it so difficult to be with that energy, which is chi, it's just, no, prana, it's just some dense energy here. That's what the anxiety is. But what makes it so difficult to be with it is the subconscious gossip. The stories around it, the interpretation. And, and he calls it subconscious gossip because a big part of that is we are not really aware yeah, so, th of course, there is the inner judge and, and the voices, but there is also a level where you need to listen a bit, a bit, a bit finer, a bit, uh, you know, okay, it's, it's not really, it, if, you, if you start to hear it, then you recognize the voice, probably the voice of your mother. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> or, an, uh, or your ex-husband or so, someone. Yeah. Uh, but 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 we quite often we we are we are, we, we, do, we are not aware and we feel worse and worse and worse and worse about something which in itself is quite manageable and there I can really there I can really uh, feel how Trungpa Rinpoche saying everything is workable is true. So that's just one of the many things you know, to be curious about in your meditation. You know, the subconscious gossip. So that if there's discomfort, pain, for example, you know, so many people have chronic pain, so and that will be so present sometimes in your meditation practice. So what is a possible way to explore is, okay, there's the sensations, but what is my subconscious gossip 
about the sensations. And again, we are here pointing to resistance, you know, the, the, the power of resistance that we create suffering through resistance. That's something you need to explore. I'm not saying this is a dogma or it's like, well, it's maybe I should put it more as a question. How much of your suffering is, create, is created through your resistance? You know, to, to explore that question. How much of your suffering is created through resistance? And explore what happens if you just imagine, even maybe in the beginning, Imagine, how would it be to be with this, with a little bit more yes? And it's not about, you know, okay, now it's gone. No. I mean, if you reduce anxiety from 130% to 95%, then you are already much more effective than pills. Okay, so that's it. Um, yeah, I hope that uh, I will uh, make this journey for some time with you, like the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, so what uh, you know, one of the things uh, I we want to share yet and me also in this room and in February we will move to a bigger room just down the road a bigger place is uh, that we will offer smaller groups with uh, more intensive and more personal uh, work. And uh, like in this mixture of you know, meditation, psychotherapy, yeah. And uh, one of the uh, work we share, we want to share is the practice of feeding your demons. And Machik Labtern, who I just quoted a few minutes ago, uh, she created that practice of feeding your demons. Uh, and it's, it's exactly in that spirit which I shared tonight, you know, the spirit of feeding what, and transform the tantric approach of transformation, uh, to transform the, the, the disturbances in your life into wisdom, into compassion. And uh, so you can check on our website, there's one, one, co one group we will have in November, I think, six evenings, where you will really learn the practice, uh, be able, and in the end, to be able to do it yourself. And, uh, and then also, Yadda will offer a dream group, I think it starts in October. 
every every second Wednesday 